Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 505. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio, the show where we help entrepreneurs, business owners, and CEOs from around the world to skyrocket their sales and multiply their profits. I am your host, Kelly Roach. Now let's get down to business. Welcome back and thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. Today we have an awesome guest on the show that I'm super excited to introduce you to. Many of you probably know her already. Heather Monahan is in the house today. Heather, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Kelly. Yes, I am so excited to have you here and to talk about a conversation about confidence, something that every entrepreneur and small business owner needs to build more of to achieve their biggest and most important goals and dreams. So I'm so happy that we're having this conversation today, Heather. And just to tell you guys a little bit about Heather and then I'll let her fill in the gaps. She is a world class entrepreneur, keynote speaker, best-selling author. She's the founder of Boston Heels. She successfully climbed the corporate ladder for more than 20 years, and she is one of those women that broke the glass ceiling to claim her spot in the C-suite. So we're going to hear all about that today. She has a new book out, The Confidence Creator. It's shot to number one on Amazon's business biographies and business motivation list the first week that it debuted. She's a confidence expert, and she's working with Fortune 500 companies and professionals to develop confidence in the workplace and on the court and hopefully today for entrepreneurs that are going to market with their big goals and big dreams. So uh, Heather, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, yes. And I know your bio doesn't do you justice because I, you are trotting the globe. You are on every television station out there. You're doing just unbelievable things in the world. So are there any gaps that you want to fill in that I didn't just mention there when I introduced you? <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's good. That's good enough. It works for me that, you know, okay. I, I, I definitely, my background is sales and sales leadership in corporate America. But the past two years I started over after I got fired and now I'm an author, a speaker and a podcast host, which is crazy. It's an awesome journey, isn't it? I actually, my background is in sales and sales leadership in a Fortune 500 as well. So we have that background in common, um, for sure. And tell me a little bit when you decided that you were going to, you know, start this ne- next leg of the journey. You know, I'm sure you saw the correlation between the people you were coaching in sales in corporate America and, you know, how much confidence impacts that. But tell me a little bit about how you knew that you needed to really focus on teaching people how to develop confidence and how that was going to be what you would really build your brand around? Well, I had launched a personal brand three years ago. So I still had a year left in corporate America at that time. And I had launched my personal brand really around my life experiences, how I learned to get to the top, how others could learn to negotiate raises, get ahead in business, you know, achieve their goals. And that during that time, that last year in corporate America, it really angered a woman. She was a CFO at the time. And it really angered her. She ultimately was elevated to her father's position of CEO. And when that happened, she fired me right away. So that was really the catalyst that forced me to say, okay, what do I want to do with my life? Do I just go back to corporate America? Do I get another job? You know, and essentially I, I decided in a very short window of time, that first month, that I was going to write and self-publish my first book. And at first I just wrote about how much I hated that lady but then it morphed into, you know, a compilation of the lowest moments in my life and the, each of the 
different real struggles I had in my life and how I was leveraging those moments to create confidence in myself and how I wanted to share that so other people could learn how to create confidence in, in their selves as well. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's always those moments that in the moment seem like they're the low that catapult you to the high. Well, it really was. It was the low. I will tell you. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever been fired. It was really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and you know, I'm sure it made you kind of question everything and feel like you were like yeah. completely lost in the world. Like, okay, I just spent 20 years building this thing. And now what? Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime that, you know, here's the thing, when you work for other people that can be taken away from you at any moment in time, when you invest in yourself, you know, and ultimately set up different revenue streams in your life that you're responsible for and not someone else that can't be taken away from you. It might change and and evolve over time, but that's yours. And and I, I had always thought of corporate America as a very safe place because it's so linear. It's so well lit. And it's what I had done for so long. I never thought that in actuality, I was never safe there. You know, our company could have been bought at any time and a new regime could have come in. I would have been tossed out. And I had never picked my head up to think about, you know, that liability of working for someone else. And it took getting fired to say, okay, I guess I really was never safe there. And if I want to create a safe environment for myself, I need to start leaning on me and doing it for me. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think regardless, even if you're an entrepreneur or small business owner, the day that you stop learning and growing and investing in yourself is the day that you really put yourself at risk, right? I think it's a never-ending journey regardless of kind of which trajectory you're on. I think it's equally important. Absolutely. Yeah. Investing in yourself is always the best investment and, you know, continuing to learn, access knowledge and learn from others is imperative. Otherwise, you know, your products, your your business won't grow and evolve. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think when we, when we talk about the, the topic of confidence, and I do want to dig in today to your new book, uh, you know, I think a lot of people wish that they had more confidence they recognize that their lack of confidence is holding them back. They want more confidence, but they're not exactly sure how to go about building their confidence. And I'm sure you you have this dialed in and nailed down to a T. So, you know, can you share some some tips and maybe some ideas that you really dig into in the book and in the podcast, you know, around how people can elevate their confidence to achieve their goals? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, everyone has different holdbacks. So it's really up to the individual and kind of getting to know yourself. I believe in journaling. Journaling is a really important part of understanding and hearing your inner voice. If people are not confident, they're probably not hearing their intuition. It's there. They've just stifled it for a really long time. So that voice gets smaller, as had happened to me. So, you know, one of the ways to start tapping into and getting to hear that voice is to journal your home. No one's judging you. You know, these are your private times that you can share. And one of the things that I noticed through my journals was I was always waiting for someone to indicate I should have an opportunity before I would ask for it. So I got to know myself better, which allowed me to understand that's a holdback I'm allowing for in my life, right? And instead, I'm going to start asking for I want what I want. I don't need to wait for someone to say, hey, Heather, you should go for that. And as I understood that and became aware of it, I was able to then take action on it. And that created confidence for me because I was able to grow from where I had been. So journal- journaling was a, a really powerful experience in tapping into my inner voice. 
once you've done that and you've tapped into your inner voice, it's imperative you take action on it. Because in any moment, you're either creating confidence or you're chipping away at it. And if your inner voice tells you to do something and you decide to decline that, you're going to be creating more insecurities and more of a lack of trust in yourself, which is terrible. And it's really about hearing that voice and then jumping up and acting on it. Another big part of my book is about firing the villains in your life and creating that list. You know, sometimes they're sneaky villains. Sometimes they're outright just mean ones like the woman I worked with. But it's figuring out if you're working in a toxic environment for a person that puts you down all the time, today's the day that you decide I'm firing that villain from my life. So what are the steps that I need to take to make that happen? Maybe it's you need to update your LinkedIn profile. Maybe it's that you need to, you know, begin letting people in your personal life know that you're looking for a job change. Whatever it is, it's about taking those steps because taking those small steps, giving yourself a timeline, holding yourself accountable to that goal of firing that person, just taking those small steps is going to start creating confidence in you, which will create momentum, which will allow you to follow through and, and get it done. So even to translate that for our entrepreneurs listening today, you know, I think that idea, Heather, that you just shared of firing that villain in your life, that can be a client that that abuses you or takes yes. advantage of you or doesn't appreciate what you're delivering or speaks negatively about you to other clients of yours, right? Absolutely. There, there, this shows up in a lot of different ways. And sometimes it's very, very sneaky, right? Sometimes it's your highest paying customer that you've been afraid to fire. Right. Yeah. You know, it can also be a friend. It can yes. be that you, you, you have lunch once a week with a friend and that person's always looking down on you and not in an attacking way, in a subtle way. And, and there are those people out there. It's their self-limiting beliefs that they're trying to put on you. And when you leave them, you feel drained and negative. Those are the villains that they're sneaky villains, but you still need to fire them from your life so that you can set yourself up to take off. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so important. So tell me a little bit about, you know, the, the book, the premise of the book and some of the key ideas that you teach. And then maybe we can dig into them a little bit. Sure. So the book is a compilation of my lowest moments and how I learned how to create confidence from every single one of them. So some of the different stories I share are, you know, stories of shame. And when you push shame down and try to hide it, it rips away at your confidence and you become so insecure and, and, and so, you know, struggle so much to try to hide something that what I've learned is shining a light on shame is an incredibly empowering experience, which frees you of the shame, frees you from hiding and allows you to step in and own yourself, the whole self, instead of just the parts that you feel like others might like. Oh my gosh, that's a powerful conversation, Heather. And no one really has that conversation, do we? Because it's, it's, it's hard to have, you know, one of the things that I had struggled with when writing my book was I was really ashamed of being arrested when I was, I believe I was in my late twenties. And I thought to myself, I had been hiding from it for so long that it was consuming me. I would go to meetings with, you know, CEOs of large companies. And when I'd be on the flight, I'd Google myself to make sure my mugshot didn't show up. It was so negative for me that by the time I would land, I was a fraction of the person I was when I boarded the plane. And I'm sure other people would, you know, see this lesser version of myself. And, and I'm, I'm sure they Googled me and saw the mugshot. So the point was, 
I need to figure out, I'm going to rip this Band-Aid off and stop living you know, as a victim and instead start owning this. I'm not proud it happened. However, it did happen. And I've learned from that experience and evolved. Have you ever had an experience that you've learned from? You know, And, and I decided to start changing that narrative around what had happened. And I put it in the book. And it was the most freeing thing for me personally because no one talks about these things because it's super uncomfortable and you have to be really confident and bold to own mistakes and negative situations. So, you know, I've heard from countless people on DMs on social media that, you know, my boyfriend beat me up and we, you know, we were in the press and I've lived in fear of people finding out about this. Heather, to learn that you shared your story is allowing me to share mine and help other people. So, you know, it's just about, Listen, there is no one out there that doesn't feel bad about something in their past, but you can allow that to haunt you or you can put it to work for you today. That's so, so powerful. We talk about the concept a lot on the show and in the books that I've written about that, whatever that thing is that you think is like your biggest handicap, right? Or that thing that you're ashamed of or that thing that was a disadvantage or you thought was a disadvantage many times if you learn how to leverage it the right way, become you know, fuel and turn into your biggest strength. So I love that idea that you're sharing there. I think that's so empowering for people to be able to like turn it around and look at it from a completely new and different way and use it as a springboard instead of hiding from it and and holding back because of it, right? Absolutely. What are some of the other things that you're most excited to be teaching and conveying throughout the book? So one of the things that's been really powerful for me and for my son, my son was getting bullied at school a year ago. And one of the things I started him on was a practice of gratitude. Every morning on the way to school, we would talk about three things he was grateful for. We would talk about how he wanted his day to look, you know, essentially manifesting. What does your day look like today? Well, it's good. You know, let's talk about the things we're looking forward to, the positives, and really shifting our mind to a, a really powerful and positive place. Then I also, you know, I believe a lot in music and the power of music that it has to spark memories, feelings, and emotion for us. And when you put those elements to work for you, you can legitimately create a mindset shift. So I would have a song. I actually have a whole playlist that I use, and it's I liken it to Pavlov's dog that you know, in psychology, when you ring the bell, the dog knows the food's coming. So the dog begins to salivate before he sees the food. This works with children, with adults, with yourself. I play that song. And what that song represents to me is I am enough. I am strong. I am capable. This is going to happen. This is going to work. And when I play those songs, I did it for my son on the way to school for a month or two until he got through his rough spot. You know, when he needs that, we do that again. But for me, anytime I'm taking a stage, I, I hit the playlist up. I could be in the car on the way to an event with five people that I like. Everyone knows I'm putting the earbuds in and I'm shutting down. All I do is listen to that music. I'm so trained at this point. The vision that I have in my mind when I hear that music, I can see myself on the stage. I can see everything going fantastic. And I get this feeling in my heart, in my body, in my mind that is so incredibly powerful that there's no chance that things aren't going to go amazing. Yeah. I call that brain training. And I think that there's so many things that we don't learn in school growing up 
And there's so many conversations that never got had. I think they're becoming more mainstream now. Like we're learning to have these conversations about like intentionally putting in your brain what you want to think, what you want to feel, controlling what you are exposed to on a daily basis. But that's that's so powerful what you just shared, Heather, because it, it's, I think, you know, to the average person, it can sound like, you know, a little woo-woo when we're talking about things like, you know, sure. repeating these powerful mantras and training yourself to think a certain way and to vision exactly what you want and to really be able to tunnel and channel out the things that don't belong and focus only on the things that do. But I mean, it, it works. And it's like, you have to take that step if you want to have that extraordinary life, that extraordinary outcome. Right. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I was in um, advertising and media for 20 years. And one of the things that you learn when you're in advertising is that frequency is what sells, right? So McDonald's doesn't run seven to 10 ads on a given television station, radio, you know, Pandora platform a day for no reason. They do it because it's scientifically proven that if you can reach that same end user with your messaging, they are going to, it's going to affect them, their mind, right? So here's the thing and the beauty of it and the epiphany that I had now that I'm out of advertising, there is one platform that every single one of us own and curate ourselves and that's our mind. So I'm going to go ahead and use the technology that I learned in advertising and put it to work for me. So I'm going to run that ad to me a minimum of seven times a day. And if you implement that for even a month, you will see profound improvements in the way that you think, the way that you feel, because all it's doing is it's putting McDonald's technology and ads and, and the research they've done and what's made them so successful to work for you in your own head. Oh my gosh, so true. I love it. I love it. I always say that, you know, you hear so much from people about all the bad things about corporate America or their experience in corporate and, you know, all of that. And yes, you know, I've been through that too, you know, and, and that's all a part of the deal. But there's a lot of really smart, really powerful things that never got carried over to what I like to call entrepreneur world. It's, re- it's really funny. Like we in entrepreneur world, there's so many people that are starting and growing businesses that don't understand those principles of sales and marketing and business fundamentals and all of that. And that's why I always say, you know, don't be so quick, you know, to bash your corporate experience because there's probably some really important learnings there that you can take and apply to whatever you do next, right? Absolutely. You know, it's really the the only thing that I would say, you know, about corporate America, there are great places to work and there are some that are not so great, but it's a, it's about, here's the thing. We're all different, right? Every key doesn't fit into every lock. It's about finding what is that right lock key fit for you. And the only way you're going to be able to find that is if you show up as the real you. When I was first in corporate America, I would dress a certain way, wear my hair a certain way to please others. And when I did that, I found myself in environments that I wasn't happy in. It wasn't the right fit for me because I didn't show up as the real key that I am. I showed up as a different key. So you've got to figure out who you really are. Step into that authenticity, that power. If you like to wear ripped jeans and that's your vibe, then you can't go somewhere every day that you need to wear a three-piece suit because you're going to feel like a fraud. And then ultimately you won't excel to the level of your potential. Find yourself as your real you, show up to those interviews, show up to those opportunities. And the people that are like you and like-minded like you, they'll appreciate you for who you are and they'll be there with you to elevate you and help you reach your potential. 
So good. Love, love, love that. I have one more question for you, Heather, and then I want to um, give you a chance to promote the book and anything else you're working on right now that our listeners can can do and experience with you as a next step. But I think that sometimes our lack of confidence is what's holding us back from taking an action in our business or in our lives that is really the one thing that's standing in the way of us accessing everything that we want. And I think sometimes we do such a good job of telling ourselves a story um, about why that isn't the thing that we need to do or pushing down the fact that we need to do this thing, right? And, and, you know, focusing on other things instead. You know, what is one exercise that maybe you would give to people listening today to maybe identify where they've been holding back, where they haven't been really exercising their self-confidence and how it's impacting the results that they're getting right now? Oh my gosh, everybody knows what their own holdback is, right? I mean, you know what yours is, Kelly. I know what mine is. And it's about getting real with yourself because until you get real with you, we can ignore red flags. We can ignore whatever it is that we want for as long as we want, but it will only continue to persist. You know, what we resist will persist. So it's about deciding, listen, am I happy being being at mediocre? Am I happy in quote unquote comfortable, but it's not really comfortable. It's actually familiar. So am I happy with familiar or do I want to achieve greatness? That's the first question someone has to ask themselves. Then they need to make a decision. Am I really going to do it? And what is that first step that I can take? Oftentimes it's holding yourself accountable. So sharing with another person, someone that you trust and respect, hey, here's what I want to do. Here's what's been holding you back. Here's what I'm going to take action on. And I need you to check in with me to make sure I'm staying up to date with this. It's writing it down on a piece of paper, your goal, whatever that is, whatever action step it is that you want to take so that you see it every day, you read it every day, that you are committed to it. You've got this person holding yourself accountable. You're putting reminders in your calendar about what you're going to do. And it can be anything. It can be baby steps to leading you up to that big step at first, but it's about building that moment momentum, creating that vision, being held accountable and deciding that you're worth more than, you know, living a mediocre, familiar life, but that you're ready to go to that next level. Awesome. I love it. I love you just got to get real with yourselves, guys. You heard it here first. Thank you, Heather. So, so powerful. I absolutely love all the advice and insight that you shared here today. So I want to invite everybody to check out Heather's podcast. It's called Creating Confidence. And of course, it's on Apple and, and all the places where podcasts are found. So check out the show. And definitely, guys, go grab your copy of Heather's new book, Confidence Creator, on Amazon. Anything else you want to invite our listeners to do to connect with you or to take a next step to learn from you here today, Heather? Sure. If you want me to hold you accountable, I have a 30-day accountability program where you get an email from me every morning reminding you to commit to your goal and to pursue it and achieve it. And that's at heathermonahan.com. That's free. I also have a free ebook at my website, which is really a small mini 30-day program for you to jumpstart your confidence and take action and put yourself first. And you can find me on all social media platforms at Heather Monahan. Awesome. Heather, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate it. Absolutely. To all our listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio, thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Hold on. One more thing before you go. 
As a valued listener of Unstoppable Success Radio, I want to help you build your business, not just during the times that you're listening to the show, but all day, every day, every week of the year. I have a new Facebook group called The Tribe of Unstoppables, and it's a place for you to come gather with other successful, driven, passionate entrepreneurs, creating financial freedom for their families, and building a life and legacy of impact and significance. If you want to be a part of the community where you can network, get leads, gain referrals, build your business, and get unbelievable free trainings for myself and my team, go to kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash community. That's kellyroachcoaching.com forward slash community. Or you can just pop into Facebook and search Tribe of Unstoppables. Drop me a note and let me know when you join. Can't wait to see you there.